0: the Salesforce. Welcome to another special episode of Sales of Demystified. We are joined by Andre Bozak of Exponia. Andre, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Hello. Now, way too sorry to jump in, but. I've been waiting to get someone on from IBM onto the podcast. And here we are. Andre spent six years at IBM, right? Correct. And at one point, we were running not sales operations, but operations for the asset management department. Correct. Cool. And then more recently, have, have moved over to what looks to be a, more, a younger and more nimble uh, business, <laughs> and where, where Andre is currently running <laughs> revenue <laughs> operations. Um, so welcome to the show.
1: Thanks a lot. And thanks for your introduction.
0: Um, so how do we initially get into, so, but actually with your current role, you were in sales ops before you moved, before you transitioned into, into revenue operations. Okay, cool. Um, exactly. So how did you first get into sales operations?
1: I think it all started actually at IBM. Um, when I was thinking about a question, I really think it's like combination of two roles I had at IBM. The first one was, um, you know, being an operations lead for asset management in the logistics area. So primarily, I was responsible for, you know, building the processes, looking at the metrics, making sure that there is an ownership behind the processes, highlighting the gaps and uh, basically fixing the gaps in the logistics process. And also... It helped me to really develop, um, I would say, project management skills because I was also responsible um, as a sub-project lead uh, to deliver uh, the ordering application within the IBM uh, for internal hardware software. Um, so this was like first part of uh, uh, my skills I built for an ops manager position. And the second one was also at IBM when I was um, client experience advisor for, um, uh, for uh, senior salespeople at IBM. So basically, I communicated with the uh, country general managers, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, regional directors um, about the client experience and making sure that uh, the uh, client's voice is, is here and listened uh, through the surveys. So here, it really helped me to develop and to understand uh, C-level salespeople and uh, to make sure that you know I'm able to, to to get the buy-in from their side. Got it. And uh, why
0: did you then transition over to join Exponia?
1: Yeah, I was I was really looking at something I would say smaller. Um, so basically, to be more, let's say, the business. Because previously at IBM, I um, basically supported the region when I did not sit. Uh, so I wanted to have more. Uh, you know strong uh, connection uh, especially to to the sales cell and to understand in more details and to really uh, be let's say in the kitchen uh, of, of of the sales. Uh, so that was the one of the reasons why I changed and basically uh, the exponia is uh, it was originally a Slovak based company which moved to the uh, new new markets.
0: Got it. And right now, how many people in the revenue ops team and how many salespeople are you guys supporting?
1: Mm-hmm. So basically, um, we do have um, the structure where we have a team which is called business operations. Uh, and primarily, you know, the, re- the revenue ops is uh, basically me. Uh, then we have a data and reporting team who is more looking at the data quality things. Uh, We do have also accounts receivable specialists, billing specialists, and also marketing operations lead. So basically, we have a technically skilled people. Uh, We have people who are doing you know, the daily job, like, for example, invoicing uh, accounts receivables. And then we have people like me or my colleague from marketing, and we are more looking at the business insights and uh, supporting our C-level in the strategic decision within the company. Uh, in case of salespeople, uh, we do have around uh, 15 to 20 sales reps. Uh, and also then we have a sales uh, development people, also around 15 people. Um, so that's that's it. Got it. And what's the current tech stack uh, at Um Yeah, actually, I would start with a CRM system because I think I'm... Uh, Maybe I would be the only one uh, who did not use the Salesforce yet. Because um, oh, really? uh, actually I used the Sugar CRM before. Uh, we did use a pipe drive. I'm not sure if you if you hear about those guys. Yeah. And uh, now we are using a copper, which used to be called the ProsperWorks. They are US-based um, CRM system. Um, and actually, you know, it's 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 a great tool for um for small and medium-sized companies uh like we are. Uh, we also do have, um, you know, um, Google accounts, and it has a very nice native integration with uh, with our Gmail suite. So basically, you can do a lot of actions uh, within your Gmail account, and um, you can see them directly and in, in a CRM. Um, in case of other key tech stack, uh, it's definitely Tableau for, uh, for analytical purposes. Um, so we are more focusing on the quality rather than quantity. Uh, so we really try to build the reports which um, are aligned with our widely important goals in the company and with the KPIs. Um, another tool which is pretty new for us, and uh, but it's 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 a great tool to use is SimilarWeb. Um, Similar web, we really use to identify the traffic of our potential customers and existing customers and also understand more details like, for example, what is your month-to-month change in case of traffic or year-over-year traffic change. Um, Our customers and potential customers are primarily um, the online e-retailers. Uh, so traffic is one of the most important indicators to understand, you know, how they pick, uh, how they are big and also if they are a good fit for our company and if we are fit for for, for them. Uh, so we are using a similar web uh, for identification of ideal uh, potential customers. Uh, for example, what I also developed uh, this year or at the beginning of this year is uh, exactly, you know, mm-hmm. to exactly for, for commissions. I'm pretty sure exactly based on my knowledge is, is, is like the leader in commissions. So uh, we do use uh, exactly. Uh, for example, for us, it's important to get information about um, tech stack of potential customers. So to understand like, what tools they are using, because really Exponia is the tool which sometimes replace multiple tools on the customer side. So for us, it's definitely very important to understand what tools uh our potential prospects are using to really run them the effective campaigns against uh, those. what my marketing counterpart uh what is what he's very patient about is salesloft uh so basically um he's using the salesloft to for 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 this automation and um uh, um, email communication to our potential prospects, setting the cadences in the right time uh, to make sure that you know the conversion uh, from um, from the lead uh, to opportunity will increase.
0: Got it. Um, can we now talk about? your relationship and interface with the sales reps and the SDRs. Um, what are you guys currently doing to make
1: yeah, more productive? Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a great question. And that's also the tough question, right? Um, I think like, like one of the things which is very important is, uh, from my perspective, cooperation with, um, um, with a VP of sales. Because um, if there is a healthy relationship with a a VP and when I can feel his pain um, and what are the things I can help him with, uh, these are one of the things which are super important for me. right? Because how do I see a sales operations is at the first point to really help um, regional directors, uh, VP of sales. And of course, I'm trying to help sales reps through effective CRM system. But like what is most important and what I'm trying to achieve is really to provide insights, especially to VP of sales, VP of client services for a client um, success part, you know, for upsells, and then for a sales development part uh, to make sure that they have all insights. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting on the data and I want to provide a meaningful and actionable insights to, to those guys to make them more productive. So to really show them, for example, right now in case of accounts to set the right thresholds uh, for the accounts we want, to, uh, we want to target, right? We don't want to be focused on many items. As we are opening a lot of new markets, You know, sometimes it's difficult to be focused on the right things. Uh, so really uh, shaping the strategy uh, based on the data and insights we got. So that's, that's the most important part on it. Uh, in case of sales reps, um, the most critical part for me was when we were switching from the pipe drive to, to copper to make sure that um, that the system will work fine and uh, there will be still the user experience on, on their side. right? Because uh, sometimes we build the CRM systems to make sure that the sales management is happy about it. And they get what they need, but I really try to make sure that uh, also the users are happy and uh, it's not making a ton of work for them, but basically it's making their their, their life easier. Um, Also, what I'm always trying to convince people around me is to really hear all level in, in sales. So from sales rep to regional director to VP of sales because sometimes they have different kinds of problems or issues they are trying to resolve. So if you do not have a good uh, connection with them, you know, you can lose also the information, which is not maybe indirectly on data or you don't see it from the data, but you hear their voice. So you can hear like, what are the issues they they have on the regular basis?
0: Yeah. Um, Cool. And then, if you were to do one of those things or implement one of those things based on the data to make them more productive, how would you go about rolling out the process so that it would actually be accepted? Yeah, that's, end, that,
1: that's also a great question. Um, I think there, there are primarily two things I'm thinking of. Like One, and it is connected to, the, to my previous answer, is to make sure that uh, the VP of sales is happy with it. He's very reasonable and respected guys in, in our organization. So if he's asking something for, like people understand that this is something we really need to do, and it will help us uh, to move forward. So firstly, to get buy-in uh, from the VP of sales, uh, then I'm thinking about two additional things. Uh, when there is a complex change, like, for example, when we were switching um, from from CRM system to another one, or when uh, we uh, decided to use a new sales commission software. I'm always trying to approach, um, I would say, kind of um, power users or people who are well respected within the sales organization. Um, and uh, when I convince them and when I can hear them and when I can hear what they see as a potential problems, uh, I usually cover all you know, potential problems. And then it's easier for me to, you know, to get buying from entire sales organization. Um, the third one is actually the training material and the presentation itself. Uh, because if the presentation is 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 um you know is not very strong, uh you don't understand the value out of the change, uh you know, people will not care about it, especially salespeople, right? Uh, so um what I'm really trying to do when we are changing something and we want something new from the sales guys. You know, I spend a lot of time on material on the presentation itself to make sure that um, you know that it's understandable and it's clear why we want to use it and why we want to move forward a certain action. Got it. And yeah, we haven't actually had that before.
0: Actually, focusing on the Mm -hmm. documentation of the change uh, is definitely an interesting way. Definitely an interesting strategy. Um, Okay, cool. And then you mentioned earlier that the date you had a separate kind of team or number of people there yeah. to manage data quality. So are you not responsible for data quality? That's Correct.
1: Quality. Um, I would say in a, in, a, in, a certain, in a certain aspect. So, for example, sales forecasting is very obviously very sensitive topic for our sales operations. And uh, basically my KPIs are also set based on the accuracy of the sales forecast. So for me, it's a very okay. sensitive topic where I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of more like um, not if the data is filled, but if the data is accurate. Uh, so in case of the accuracy and sales forecasting, you know, that's part of um, uh, the, the part of the data I kind of owned. However, in case of the data, for example, you know, we have a new customer and we want to make sure that we have all necessary details to do the billing right. Uh, to do the client success part, to make sure that you know, we create the account in our application for them. Like This is up to uh, data and reporting team. Uh, they did it great. I really must admit them uh, because they also created data quality reports in Tableau where you can basically see uh, the data quality on the department level, on the individual level, and you also can see like what certain fields needs to be updated. So it's very actionable and it gives you a great overview, like what is our actual data quality. So um, again, great reports, actionable reports, um, and it, it works uh, fine, much better than like a year ago. There is a huge step forward. Sure. And do you have any tips for
0: onboarding new
1: reps? I'm yep. you guys um, have recently. We do have a sales enablement leader who is directly under, under VP of, of sales in our organization. And he is primarily responsible for enabling uh, people to make sure that they, are, they onboard very fast. Uh, what I did not mention and what is the tool to use for a sales enablement is basically ShowPad uh, where you can easily go through a different kind of material um, you know, you can search within within the tool very easily. Uh, different topics. This is something what we were missing like year ago when we didn't have centralized um, tool where sales rep can check or can access and can get them, you know, meaningful information. Like for example, useful use cases for potential customers, um, uh, understanding the sales process end to end. Um, really, di- different kind of information, like how you know how the quota should look like. Really, all this level of detail. This is, from my perspective, key to to make sure that uh, during the onboarding, everything is going. Uh, everything is going as it's supposed to go.
0: Got it. Um- Moving on to the sales forecasting process, and you said your KPI is Correct. aligned with the accuracy. So are you actually using the forecast or are you working with the sales managers? Mm-hmm. Like how
1: that um, you know, work? I I tried both actually. Uh, like when I started to look at the sales forecasting more deeply, um, I definitely was engaged more with the sales managers and with the sales guys to understand the individual level and individual deal. However, uh, like once we move forward, and once I see that there is a strong management system and strong people on the regional director roles and VP of sales, I you know I can fully rely on uh, you know their judgment and their I would say uh, quality of work that I know that uh, we do not forecast something which is totally off. Um, so primarily, I'm working with a VP of sales and regional directors. They have a very strong. Management system around uh, their sales managers. Uh, as our sales cycle time is around ninety to hundred days, uh, we do especially forecast for upcoming month, and then uh, we do have the forecast for a rolling uh, ninety days. Um, we use a different approach uh, for uh, monthly forecasting. We it's it's more subjective, or there is also subjective part of it um, where. Um, sales managers are um, categorizing the deals uh, based on commitment. So if the deals are committed, so basically we are only chasing signature and there is no commercial or technical blocker. Or uh, it's a 50-50 deal, which means that there is still some technical commercial work to do. However, we are very confident to close the deal this or next month. And then there are upsides which are you know deals which can happen. Definitely, they are not dependent on miracle, and we do have the action plan. But there is something, um, you know, th- th- there is something about the deal. So, for example, if that's a deal which is not from our uh, typical industry or vertical, uh, where it's sometimes difficult to get it done, or it is from the country region where we do not have the legal presence, so sometimes it's more difficult to, you know, to be aligned on uh, legally on the stuff. Um, so that's our uh, that's our uh, monthly forecast. So commitment and the stage, uh, and then based on this information, we put together the figures. Uh, my threshold for accuracy is eighty percent. So um, you know um, what what I'm trying to achieve every month that uh, the sales forecast is uh, still at least eighty percent accurate. Uh, which uh, you know, sometimes it's not that difficult to to to, to uh, forecast. Sometimes it's pretty difficult when your pipeline, uh, when you have a big players in the pipeline, and one deal can really affect your your actual month achievement. Um, in case of yeah. three months uh, rolling uh, forecast, this is more I would say statistical approach. Uh, so we are looking at the conversions from the certain stages, and we also. Take into consideration the slip rate. Uh, So, we calculated the slip rate uh, for this year, uh, what is usually slip rate from month to month. And based on this fact, we also apply a slip rate uh, to conversion rate. And again, we have, or or I have a KPI to make sure that it's uh, at least 80% accurate. Awesome. And then focusing on metrics, is there
0: a single Metric that you find are the most valuable right now
1: for us at this stage is is all about the growth, right? Um, we are um, um, we, we are a company uh, which is in the category of revenue from from ten to twenty million. Um, uh, so uh, you know, growth is for us the, the number one thing. Uh, so uh, obviously, the contracted annual recurring revenue. Uh, especially year to year comparison and the growth month to month are the like most critical metrics for um, uh, for a company.
0: Got it so you're tracking every month, how much have we grown and then
1: that definitely year, like grown grown? they're also like this month or after after three months, so we also we are also focusing on on that area a lot, uh, but the the critical thing is growth. Uh, so sales forecasting is super important. And uh, like the very next step, how to move forward is to have a better traction on the sales development part and how much time it takes us, uh, you know, to even build opportunity and how many activities we need to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must say that uh, right now, we. Are have or we we agree that Got we don't it. want and to any other metrics uh, that you track to much activities. We want to see results, right? So uh, previously we used to also track, you know, for sales reps, number of emails, number of calls, uh, number of meetings. Uh, we are much more focused right now on the uh, obviously the achievement against the quarterly target. And also, then, how the pipeline looks like for upcoming ninety days. So you know if you see these two figures together, you know you know like how the 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 salesperson is performing, right? So if someone is not able to deliver, but he has a very strong pipeline because he has a very strong and big customer, uh, you know obviously you need to take into consideration uh, this information. Uh, so, you know, you have your achievement, how much uh, revenue you booked and uh, what is your pipeline for upcoming 90 days. Uh, that's um, that's the most important thing. Correct. Correct. Actually, yeah, sorry. Actually, we decided to, um, you know, when we build the Tableau dashboard and uh, like, Half of the dashboard is including these two information. We decided to turn it on in the London office on the TV to make sure that people can see that every time, every day. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it also, I would link it... um, uh, to the different roles i had yeah that's, that's uh, nice. so when Visible. i was at ibm um, the final great question. mentor in the i got was know, so. uh my 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 direct manager uh, and also um, uh, the project manager which uh, showed me how to do the project management right uh, because then i i realized that there are not always that many strong uh, uh, project managers, so definitely these two gents. Um, and then uh, uh, I also, I'm also i also having a mentor right now. I never met him uh, um, face-to-face, um, so I would love to meet this guy. He used to be also sales operations in uh, the company, uh, which is doing pretty much the same thing as we do. And uh, you know, based on the first interactions I had hit with him, he has a super, he is a super skilled guy, and he is able to answer on all, all my questions. So uh, I would definitely love to 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 meet him in person. Uh, Michael Burrett, Uh Actually, I I I don't want to misspell his actual company. So um, so, so who, Michael, who Michael Burrett, I can I can shoot you his 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 name after the uh, session. Which company?
0: Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Um, Andre, that brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I like the piece about your focus on documentation mm-hmm. when you're trying to influence salespeople. No one's brought that up before. People have always said, present the idea in, uh, so it's attractive to them so they can see the value, they can see how much more commission they'll get, but actually having document, documentation that has that and is solid, I think is really valuable. Um, a piece about metrics when you're judging salespeople that, focus on results uh not necessarily other things around that are not directly sure. correlated thank to you events. very much for your time. showing that in an office um is also can be super influential yeah. as well so that's what i liked thank you so much for your time and for coming on um it's been an absolute pleasure